Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. Your host, Jake Burns. We had an exciting day at the OBR where we did a subathon, which resulted in like 161 new subs. So we were pretty pumped about that. It was a really nice, successful day on Twitch. Up to, you know, upwards of 300 people watching the show at any given time that we ran for six hours. Shout out to Stephen Thomas Brown's Daily Mock, who did a majority of the lifting there, hosting it the whole time. The small problem is. Browns didn't sign anybody while we were live on the air, and that was going to be a large part of the podcast I shared with you was Cleveland signing somebody on air and really the excitement around that discussion and uh, some of the other important discussions really going to do a highlight of it, but there were not many highlights to discuss because not many deals that were close to home for Cleveland and those in the division, and I just didn't feel like it was worth your time. So going to do a quick show today where we focus on Obviously, Taven Bryan, who the Browns signed, uh, gave him a one-year deal up to $5 million. Obviously, incentives that will push that to $5 million if it comes to fruition. Just a reminder on Bryant, you'll get a film room on him later this week, 6'5", 290 or so. Uh, he's a, you know, was a first-round pick, a guy I liked coming out of college. Was taken 29th with a really solid athletic profile, nice production at Florida in that 2018 draft. Just 26, so there is some upside to the young age, the athletic profile. In 63 games with the Jags, though, pretty disappointing. 86 tackles, only five and a half sacks, and 25 quarterback hits. I'm going to try to dig in a little deeper on the profile and why the disappointments happen. There are some pop plays, but mostly here I see a three technique, sometimes bumping out over the tackle in specific front sets. Uh, he's He's got an athletic structure to his, his game, but he does not flash it enough. And to me, he plays just like you know, just kind of like another guy. He plays like a Jag, and, you know, really that's what the Browns are trying to get out of between Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, and Malik Jackson is those sort of average guys who who just, <clears throat> they're not factors inside. They, they, don't, they don't make much of a difference. Now, you need some of those, and I think the Browns are trying to take a risk on an athletic profile here, but I'm not all too optimistic this is going to be a player that makes a difference. So a pretty disappointing overall first day when everybody's, excitement is is pretty high now you could be watching airplanes flying in the air like some folks and and doing some dreaming but that's really not what I'm going to do with this podcast today we're just going to talk a little bit about guys that are still out there and some signings that happened around the league we'll just kind of go team to team and talk quickly about some of the big deals that were made the Bills made some changes around the offensive line so they then brought in Roger Saffold who was with the Titans uh, an offensive guard for them. And then the big signing for them was Tim Settle, which is a guy, if you've paid attention to my interior defensive line rankings, a guy I really, really like uh, as a potential shade player or one tech, however you want to label that position. Settle gets uh, two years, $9 million. It's a max of 10.6, so pretty affordable. I like the player. Good signing by the Bills. The Dolphins signed Teddy Bridgewater, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson. They bring back Emmanuel Ogba, another guy we talked about for the Browns, four years uh, 65.4 million, so well over the mark we expected you to have in Clowney to end up signing, obviously. 32.7 for Ogbo over the first two years. Did really like Cedric Wilson, if you've been listening to me for the past month or so. Cowboys, long shot wide receiver. I thought Cleveland could be in the mix there. Three years, 22.8 and 12.75 fully guaranteed. I liked Wilson, had a good third 
a little older drafted prospect had a breakout third year where he got into the 600 yard range. Again, you got to keep in mind Dallas's wide receiver room. So uh, a lot of different moves there. I'm not sure Chase Edmonds is great for Miami, but they needed more depth in the backfield. The Patriots didn't really do much at all. Brought back Brian Hoyer. Shout out to him. Um, you know, whatever. The the Jets uh, end up signing Tevin Coleman. They end up going and bringing back Braxton Berrios. Two years, $12 million was an interesting target that Cleveland could have gone after. Uh, the tight end market is weird. Will Disley, among others. Uh, C.J. Uzuma, uh, obviously former Cincinnati Bengal, ends up going three years, $24 million for uh, Uzoma, who, who lands with the Jets. And then they go get Lake and Tomlinson on a three-year, $40 million deal to bolster that line a little bit. The Ravens didn't make a single signing. The Bengals solidified their offensive line to give them a ton of credit. Obviously, they kept Jesse Bates around on the franchise tag. Alex Kappa, a nice signing from Tampa Bay. Four years, $35 million, $20 million over the first two years, and he gets a $1 million Pro Bowl incentive. Ted Karras is a nice player as well. So they did... They did nice things for Joe Burrow. Three years, $18 million for Karras. That's a good start to restructuring that offensive line. Obviously, we know what the Browns have done so far. Pittsburgh, a bit of the bigger news in the division. They go sign Mitch Trubisky to a two-year $14.25 million deal. Could get up to $27 million with incentives. If Listen, if he's going to... If this is the place he can get a, a resurgence opportunity, this is it for Trubisky. I just have a hard time seeing him being anything other than what he has traditionally been, but that could be seen as an upgrade to uh, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, and uh, you see a lot of Pittsburgh people trying to spin the situation positively, but that's uh, that's not the answer, and it's something Cleveland Browns fans are dealing with with their quarterback situation here, but Trubisky is not going to solve anything. Unless we see some wild resurgence none of us saw coming. Uh, Chuck's a core for Chuck Wilmo core for a guy we liked when he was drafted. I think this one confused a lot of Pittsburgh fans. Three years, twenty nine point two five million with twenty million guaranteed. A little lighter in the first part of the contract before it gets heavier the second and third year. So they can, I think, get out of it. But you know, Pittsburgh is at this point bringing back eighty percent of an offensive line that was really miserable last year. So. Uh, I guess that's the plan for Pittsburgh. I'd like to see them go on a downward swing. AFC South, as the Texans seem to be negotiating with several teams around their quarterback, they brought back a couple people, Chris Conley, Jeff Driscoll, the quarterback. Uh, they, they only made one, a couple relatively decent signings. They brought back Kirksey, but AJ, AJ Can, the offensive lineman, two years, 10.5, four and a half guaranteed. Not much. The Colts have only brought back Mo Alley-Cox, the tight end on a three-year, $18 million deal. So again, Njoku's 10.9 does not look bad with where the tight end market is shaping up. The Jaguars went crazy. Uh, gave out $225 million as a, as a maximum number. On, I know that's not the real number, but just a crazy allotment of contract value. They go get Zay Jones for three years, $24 million, the max of $30 million. Christian Kirk, wild. Four years, $72 million, including $37 million fully guaranteed. His APY will creep into the 16, 17, 18 mark. Evan Ingram, one year, $9 million for Evan Ingram. Um, again, making David Njoku's money look pretty solid. They can't. They franchise tag Cam Robinson, but they go get Brandon Schreff, the uh, interior stud from the, from the Washington football team, now the Commanders. So that's a good pickup. But again, paying up. Three years, $49.5 million, including 30 guaranteed, 33 in the first two years. And then go get they go get uh, Foley Fotokasi, Fotokasi, sorry, Fatukasi, screwed that up, D-tackle that we were interested. 
uh, interested in three years, 30 million, including 20 million guaranteed. And then Foya Olakun, who is a nice linebacker piece that they gave three years, 45 million, including 28 fully guaranteed. So they spent like crazy. The Titans didn't do a whole bunch today in the opening day, but they brought back the guy they wanted to bring back, Harold Landry, on a massive contract. The Broncos did a nice job. Obviously, they made their Russell Wilson trade, but they went out and got DJ Jones, who was a guy that we were all interested in on the Brown side as far as run-stuffing interior presences is somebody that we wanted to see the Cleveland Browns figure out. DJ Jones is top of that list. He gets three years, $30 million. We believe the Browns were in, but did not go as high as Denver, and he chose Denver. Um, even if the contracts are similar, he chose Denver, uh, and that's 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 very well noted. $20 million guarantee for Jones. The Chiefs, big deal here is Justin Reed, a heck of a safety. They continue to just be sneaky. They get three years, $31.5 million. Justin Reed includes $20 million guaranteed. That's a great signing to replace Tyron Matthew that they're going to have to replace. So well done again by the Chiefs. The Raiders uh, gave a new four-year contract, a massive extension to Max Crosby, and justifiably so, $53 million guaranteed. They have not made any other signings, although I did see them connected to Allen Robinson. That did not come to fruition. Um, uh, Chargers... Go ahead and re-sign Mike Williams. Uh, we know about that. Three-year, $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. Then they go get a couple guys that we were interested in, right? Sebastian Joseph Day, three years, $24 million, $15 million guaranteed, and then not really interested in J.C. Jackson, but that's the huge corner signing. So the, the charges between Khalil Mack that they traded for, J.C. Jackson, five years, $82.5 million guaranteed, which does set up a nice... Uh, Brown's opportunity there for the, the next Denzel Ward contract with that money that Jackson was given. And then Sebastian Joseph Day, they really bolster their defense chargers. That AFC West is wicked, man. Four four pretty good teams out there. Uh, NFC East now looking at the Dallas Cowboys who decided to keep Michael Gallup at five years, 57.5 and 23 guaranteed. They went out and made a really good deal to bring back uh, um, Demarcus Lawrence. Three years, 40 million with 30 million guaranteed for Demarcus Lawrence. So overall, pretty solid. The Giants haven't done much. John Feliciano is kind of, and Mark uh, Glonkowski, who's uh, three years, 20 million with 11.4 guaranteed O-line help for the Giants. Eagles brought back Jason Kelsey, and then they went out and made a deal. Their splash signing, Hassan Riddick, uh, Hassan Riddick, sorry, three years, 45 million, and includes 30 million fully guaranteed uh, for him. A max of 49.5. The Washington football team commanders, have only made one big move, period, and that's Carson Wentz. Larry Ogunjobi, shout out Larry. He's been on this pod, Cleveland Brown original, had a nice year with the Bengals last year, gets rewarded with a three-year, $40.5 million deal with the Chicago Bears. So shout out Larry, man. Go get your cash. It's a lot of money. I like Larry. It's a lot of money. Detroit Lions bring back Tim Boyle. Huge news. Terrible quarterback. They bring him back. Uh, otherwise, the, they've just been resigning guys. Josh Reynolds, who was interesting, Evan Brown, Alex Anzalone, Tracy Walker, C.J. Moore, all guys they've brought back. We know about the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, franchise tag. He will not play on that franchise tag, according to people close to him. We'll see what shakes out with that if he can push DeAndre Hopkins. 27, I think 27.5 is Hopkins' number as the uh, leading APY receiver. They get the, the big news for the day for them was Devondre Campbell. They bring back linebacker, five years, $50 million, And then Preston Smith, their, their rush threat. Got a four-year extension worth 52.5 and new money, 65 million over five years, chance to get to 71. It's a big commitment. The Vikings go out and get Kirk Cousins. Uh his deal shaped up. Another year, 35 million guaranteed. 
puts him under contract the next two years. And then they go get Harrison Phillips, another interior name that we were interested in for the Cleveland Browns. He signs a three-year $19.5 million deal with $8.5 guaranteed in year one and $13 million guaranteed overall. And lastly, the NFC South. The Falcons have only agreed to a three-year extension with their offensive tackle, stalwart Jake Matthews. Um, reduces his 2022 cap number. The Panthers have signed former Cleveland Brown Austin Corbett to a three-year deal worth $29.25 million. And listen, shout out to Austin Corbett for keeping this alive. Super Bowl champion and, you know, gets a nice second NFL contract worth up to uh, 29 and a quarter there. Xavier Rhodes is their other signing, a three-year $15.75 million contract, and then they agreed to a two-year with another Cleveland Brown, Zane Gonzalez. Browns should be on the kicker hunt. Uh, two years, four and a half million for uh, Zane Gonzalez. Nothing from the Saints yet. We know what they're hunting for. Uh, the Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady. They bring back Ryan Jensen, three years, thirty-nine million, including twenty-three guaranteed. And Carlton Davis comes back for them, a forty-five million dollar deal that includes thirty million guaranteed. So the Bucks are going to make another serious run at it. I mean, there were obviously people thinking Jensen was gone, Carlton Davis was gone, but now they've brought those guys back in an effort here, as we know to figure this thing out. And uh, real quick, before we get to the NFC West, which has some moves, and uh, then we'll talk about the best remaining free agents, let's take a quick break for our sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. All righty, welcome back. So we wrap this up with the NFC West where... James Conner is the big re-sign for the uh, yesterday's announcement for the Cardinals. Three years, $21 million extension, 16 guaranteed over the first two years. Shout out to James Conner, who left Pittsburgh. I thought his career was over, but gets another payday. Keeps it alive. He's overcome so much in his life. They also re-signed Zach Ertz. Three years, $31.65 million, 17.5 guaranteed. Uh, they re-signed on a one-year deal. Michael Dogbay, uh, shout out to Mr. Hawaiian Mike that was his guy back in the draft not too long ago, sticking around the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams make a couple moves. They re-sign Brian Allen and re-sign Joe Noteboom 
three years, forty million includes twenty five million guaranteed. You make fun of the card or the Rams for their draft, the way they uh, ship off draft picks. Go look at how the Rams have drafted in day three of their their most recent drafts. It's absolutely bananas. That's how they're so good. They're drafting really, really well late in drafts. Immediate impact players. 49ers have yet to do anything. We know the Seahawks have gone crazy. Will Disley was their note yesterday, re-signing him on a three-year, $24 million contract. And then they brought back Sidney Jones on a one-year, $3.6 million deal. And Quandre Diggs, a guy who I was interested in, three years, $40 million for Diggs. So that's what's happened in the first day of free agency. Now let's talk about guys. Now this is what you're going to get is a lot of guys who like I'm going to read you these top players and most of these guys are going to be veterans who sign late. Like they're maybe not guys that get immediate deals, right? Teron Armstead probably going to get a big deal. He'll sign soon, but like Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Allen Robinson, I guess Robinson, Marcus Williams, a nice safety. Uh, these guys could go early, but Bobby Wagner, Clowney, Randy Gregory could go early. Stephon Gilmore will probably wait. Matthew, veteran, wait. Odell, injured, coming back, waits. Darius Smith could could get some early interest. Akeem Hicks, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, Calais Campbell, all of these guys, Cordero Patterson, are guys that are probably going to be really patient. Justin Houston, Rob Gronkowski, expect Gronk to go back to the Bucks, But, you know, the Jerry Hughes of the world, these are guys who I expect to be patient players, right? And I should make note, I have not talked on this pod, talked about it on the show. Jarvis Landry was released. That's on me for not talking about that earlier in the pod. Listen, I, I think there are some people who try to talk about the money value, and that's cool. I don't think it's crazy to uh, uh, crazy to, to sit there and ignore the money that he was given in Cleveland based on the production and all of that. I, I, don't, I don't think it takes rocket science to figure out he probably was not worth the amount of money compared to some of his peers, but it's all relative, right? Like the Browns needed stability at the position. He gave them stability at the position. They, they paid up. That's fine. They gave up a draft pick and paid up, but I, I don't look at, let me put it this way. I don't look at the Jarvis Landry experience in Cleveland as some failure that held them back. Yeah, maybe they could have taken that money and invested it in some other spots, so on and so forth, but like, I thought he was a necessary part of what happened in Cleveland from 18 to 21 to 22, making them a team taken more seriously around the league, and for that, I'm very appreciative. Did not produce the way we hoped. That's okay to me. I thought he did the things he was brought here to do. Didn't get paid that last $16 million contract a year, so that part of it's out the window. I just would say I really appreciated Jarvis Landry. I appreciated his time here, and he has a fan in me in perpetuity wherever he lands in the rest of, the, the rest of his time in the NFL. Okay, Guys that I am interested in and still available, and, and I've talked about several, Calais Campbell, Akeem Hicks, some of those guys, you know, Justin Houston along the D-line, Melvin Ingram along the D-line, these veterans who can come in and be be real players, right? You know, Clowney was noted yesterday as he's going to be patient. No kidding. Clowney's going to be a guy that signs right up until uh, right up until camp, just like he did last year. But other guys I'm interested in, Jerry Hughes, a veteran type uh, defensive end, 90th percentile higher edge rusher and uh, his grade in rin- pass rush win weight. Over the past three seasons, can still get after it a little bit. Juju, still interested in him if the price is cheap. Marcus May, obviously a safety coming back from an Achilles injury, but he would be a nice mid-season player for them. Steven Nelson, if they're looking at expanding corner. DJ Shark still sits on the market. A burner, if you're looking for a guy who's different than what you have in some positions, 
He's a burner. I could see Shark being a, a valuable player. PFF ranks him at 33. Derek Barnett, another guy, depth on the edge I'm interested in. Morgan, Moga, Mo, Morgan Moses, if they're looking to expand tackle. Also, Eric Fisher could be interested in both of those guys. If you're looking at cheaper linebackers, like a Josie Jewell is of interest to me. If you're moving on from some of the pieces in-house, right? Um, other guys, Linval Joseph is of interest to me, a plugging run, uh, interior run defender. I think you could get uh, some interest in him. Michael Pierce was released by the Vikings. Thinks he, he think he's an interesting shade inside player that could draw interest for Cleveland. Billy Turner released by the Packers. A nice swing tackle, versatile player who could put uh, a better snaps together, obviously, than you were forced to get from somebody like Blake Hant. So there's guys like that on the market. Jamison Crowder, sneaky wide receiver who could come cheap. Kaiser White, linebacker, could come cheap. My guy, still only 70th on PFF's current board. They say, hey, short intermediate levels, good possession receiver, ideally a number three. Russell Gage, still very much of interest to me. Manuel Sanders, still on the market. Charles Harris, Joe Hayden, still floating around there. If you want to end your career in Cleveland, there could be interest. I doubt it, but he's out there. Uh, Let's look at other players that might be of interest as we keep going further. Cornelius Lucas, a nice swing tackle. Jabril Peppers, if they want to add another safety. We've talked about Jabril coming back and what that would potentially look like. And then Chris Harris, another corner piece. There's a lot of names, guys. There really are a lot of nice pieces. I would say the biggest thing is figuring out some interior defensive line would be good. Another edge, potentially, like a Randy Gregory, if you want to swing high for the fences, is out there as well. So a lot of pieces, veterans, uh, some mid-market guys, options out there I think you can still really improve your team from this point the Browns also have to make some other players decisions right like you know are they going to keep Treader it seems like they will but you know Case Keenum's an obvious cut candidate there are ways they can open up some money we'll see if they get aggressive and open up some of that money a lot of stuff to come sorry this was just me on this podcast and was not uh, you know featured with a guest and we didn't get to share the fun sound clip of a big free agent signing coming through the way we do on those big shows but shout out to you guys for reading all the content on the OBR appreciate you guys checking that out appreciate you checking out the Twitch channel where we had again the subathon massive success upwards of a 350 viewer average which is insane for the six hour duration that we were live so we do really very much appreciate that. More of that to come as we get into fun draft season. We will have dueling mock drafts for you tomorrow. Myself and a guest, I have yet to be determined uh, who that person will be, but we'll do a dueling mock draft show, so check that out on Twitch. Fun stuff coming up on the website where we break down Taven Bryan. Finally, we'll get the film room up on Amari Cooper tomorrow so you can view some of his activities over the last few years and get a feel for who he is as a receiver. So check that out as well. Thanks for tuning into today's podcast. Hopefully we'll have a guest with me tomorrow to chat about more Browns decisions or bigger NFL decisions looming coming your way. So thanks for supporting the OBR. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Appreciate your support. Be well. Go Browns. Go Browns.